0: Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport, weeknights from
1: 7. Radio Newark Sport, brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs, on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk Tonight, we look back at Super Saturday. Demo Craig, Rob and Paul are back to analyse, dissect... And possibly even dream. As we go to the Sports Village, The Works, Callum Road and The Magnus. I'm Rick Bradley. He's Tony Smith. This is Radio New Sport. And these are the headlines they're going to be talking about. It's the middle of October, and two Newark sides are still dreaming of national glory. Twickenham beckons for the rugby club. Eight tries at Melton Mowbray, sees them through to the fourth round of the RFU Intermediate Cup. The star of the match, fly half Matt Cox, with 21 points against his old club. Oh, I bet he enjoyed that one. Over at Lowfields, it's the Twin Towers on the horizon for flow serve. Ben Hutchinson's win of five minutes into injury time makes history as the Works become the first ever Newark area side to reach the second round of the FA Vars. And Tony says no. We'll find out what he's going on about eventually, I suppose. And as Tony once said, I'll believe it when I see it. But can we dream? Is it possible? Twickenham or Wembley? Let's dream. It was league points at stake for Newark Town, and after a perfect start, thanks to a wonder goal from Lewis Chambers, the match ended all square. Two points dropped or one gained against a very good Retford United side. <coughs> and Paul Halfpenny will be smiling with victories for both the hockey club's men and women's first teams. It was an object lesson, though, in how not to defend at the Magnus, with the ladies beating Northampton. ...by the odd goal in nine. You score, we'll score. You score, we'll score. One of them games. The men, they put six past their friends at North Knots, A result that will have no doubt gone down very well... ...in a certain household in Sutton in Ashfield. Elsewhere in football, Southwell City missed, missed chances galore... ...as they dropped two points at Attenborough. And Harrabee, they won at Lindsay... West Lindsay, even. And finally, a fantastic result for the Newark Newark Town ladies, winning 9-4 at Teversal. I've never been to Tevisal and won. Well done them. The tongue-tied bit was um, Harrowby winning the West Lindsay derby against born Town, but I blame G- Glenn Cobb for that for sending me messages off, halfway through. <laughs> hope, hope you've all calmed down since Saturday. It was actually, I mean, um Newark probably dropped two points against Retford, they probably gained a point. It'd be interesting to see what Damo's take on that. I mean, the, 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 the real thing about that is that Retford are, are going to be challenging at the end of the season, and they never, Retford didn't beat Newark, so they didn't get points back on them. I think that's important i think it's a point again that one rather than still lost I, I i think think think
2: so um anything you get out of retford's a good result so um you've got that one um and then and it's not the twin towers it's the arch these days isn't it is that what you're
1: waving your Yes, about? it's a
2: 138 meter <laughs> meter high arch it's it's not the twin towers
1: they knock them down let's get one thing right from the start duck it's the grove and it's the twin towers right <laughs> <laughs> i don't move with the times <laughs> i stick in the 70s yeah
2: so you still think forest are good
1: do you yes mm. okay there's certainly a book leaves <laughs> in the table so oh, well, that's a, that's there you go you see there you go right um no time to mess about tonight okay. cause we've got lots of phone calls to make but one question for you first because we always like to uh, we've got d- to make a lot of phone calls it's me that makes them. this is true <laughs> um what i call the top story with tony and the simple question is after england's abject defeat on friday night are we as good as the press have been making out? I've not seen what the press has been writing Well, about. you know, World I'm Cup semi-finalists, Gareth Southgate's, up, yeah, Gareth Southgate's but, absolutely wonderful. But, I mean, like said, so we played pub team opposition, didn't we? Oh, this is that is what I said and got
2: ridiculed for saying it. No, no, it's, 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 I didn't ridicule you. you no, know? you didn't, but I... I've... But, but, no, no, it, it's just, you know, I think... I think far too much has been made out of it. I mean, they played like we expected them to play in Prague on uh, Friday night. And, you know, they are just sort of... They they, they seem to have been built up on on the basis of uh, one or two decent results. It's a bit like Forest fans on Facebook, be real. Here we go.
1: Right, serious one. Mm. And we've been through this before, but it keeps coming back. Boxer Patrick Day is in an extremely critical condition after his defeat by Charles Cornwall conwell in chicago at the weekend The 27 year old american is in a coma with a traumatic brain injury said his promoter day was taken to the northwestern memorial hospital after being knocked out in the 10th round as his super welterweight bout on the undercard of the usk witherspoon fight in the u.s mm. i've asked you the question before and it keeps coming back should professional boxers be made to wear headgear no because they know what they're
2: getting into as i've said before when you climb into a boxing ring, it is a very, very scary place to be. Even when, in my case, you were just donating prizes, you know, handing over, well done, congratulations, here's your trophy. It's a scary place to be in. People know what they're getting into, and, you know, I mean, um, that's why, you know, it's such a a wonderful sport, because of the edge to it, because of the danger aspect. That's why people love it.
1: I think you're one camp or the other on that one I, I, you I, are
2: it's, it's it's very much a marmite discussion you either sort of you know admire them for what they are and you know don't don't like
1: marmite and uh i'm not a marmite person i
2: am not too very, I'm not too keen on brain injuries for boxers but they know what the risk is when they climb in there
1: but do you know what the risk is when you eat marmite like, because you just enough not have to taste in your mouth, does it? <laughs> 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 Moving swiftly on. <laughs> you going not ring Damo, and BA. Okay. Um, and while he rings Damo, I can tell you who our guests are going to be this oh, week. I go, go away! <laughs> Honestly. Um, tomorrow night, we have a pair of Robs. Mrs. Rob Orgill and Rob Ellis, which can only mean one thing. It's the Dave Lewis Challenge coming up this weekend, one of the... Two standout events at Newark Athletic Club put on every year. And um, those two um, are going to come in and tell us all about it. That's um, tomorrow night. On Wednesday night, we're going to be invaded by the Newark Town Ladies football team. From what I understand, the whole of the Newark Town Ladies football team are going to be invaded, Sport HQ. So, uh, if nothing else, it's going to be cosy. And um, beans as we're talking about Newark Town, let's get straight to the telephones and uh, talk to the Newark Town um, supremo, head coach, manager, call them what you like. Um, are you in charge of the Newark Town ladies as well, Damo? Uh, no,
3: I'm not. Mate, no, <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: They're all coming to see us on wen- on Wednesday night because they they actually play Nottingham Forest next next Sunday at um, the Sports Village.
3: Yeah, and they're going really well. Obviously, I keep an eye out on the results, and
1: uh, you know they're, they're doing really, really well. I've seen a couple of games, and um, yeah, it's been fantastic to watch. So um, we'll be g- taking a good look at uh, that game next uh, next Sunday. But let's go back to Saturday at um, at the Sports Village. Um, you played Retford again, and drew free all in the cup with them ten days ago. So you know you know each other, you know each other well. I spent most of yesterday trying to figure out Damo. Is that a point gained or two points dropped? Um, I'm glad you've got to think about it as well.
3: Yeah, if, if you look at them as a team, they're decent. But, you know, they've, they've got some good experienced players. They're combative. They're big, strong, um, direct. They're, they're solid. Um, and I know some of their results have been a bit up and down. Um, but they've turned over a lot of players and they've had a lot of change. But they're a good, good side. I think... The point was probably the right result in the end, although the referee dictated the
2: score
1: um, <laughs> with his, um, I, I, his performance. I, 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 saw the f- I, I must admit, I, I, I saw the first half, and um, excellent start. Cham- Chambers' uh, goal, Lewis Chambers' goal, was um, going down in, in my little book as one of the contenders for, for goal of the season. He, he, he brought it down. Look where the keeper was. And I thought that was a fantastic effort from him.
3: Yeah, good. Um, Kieran Job got in. You know, he, he got in a nice little set to Bridgie. who's um, not done anything special with it. He's just put it in five yards of space in front of chamber. But, yeah, absolutely perfect. I mean, you know, a little bit softer, a little bit harder. And it's overall the keeper saved it. So, yeah, really, really good finish.
1: And then Retford were um, donated a penalty.
3: <laughs> yeah, by a player that actually shouldn't have been on the pitch, to be fair. Um, no, it shouldn't. You're quite right. Um, so, it, every, we've seen him two or three times. He's been sent off, I think, once or twice a season already. He's a handful. He leaves his arm in, his boot in. Um, Really experienced. He, he causes issues all day, but actually, I think he'd been bought. The linesman's waved his flag and said there's an elbow. We've got a free kick, and he's not even had a word with the lad. Um, but, yeah, he certainly. He, uh,
1: Bought the penalty I, I, I'm i led to believe There's a severe shortage of match officials in, in, in the central Midlands league And from what I've seen in the few games that I've played The the the, the um, Without criticising them too much The standard of officials is not what I would Hope for in pyramid Football um, I think that's just an even Bigger effort to get out of the league Isn't it Damo? Uh, yeah it is I mean I, I see what
3: you're saying but in terms of most weeks, you know, there's been one or two errors they've made, but they've been decent people, um, and, you know, that they've they've tried to do the right thing. I think the disappointment um, from both clubs, actually, we've, we've been in contact afterwards, um, that half-time is laughing, you know, he, he's, he's kind of, I'm walking down, he's not realised I'm there, and he said, they both ate me, and he's laughing his head off, and I think that's out of order.
1: It's totally
3: out um, of order. And that, so I don't mind errors, you know, my players made errors, I'll make errors, Um, but in terms of like I say both clubs So neither was a loss it's not so great but we're we're both quite disappointed and and infuriated to be honest with how he conducted himself and and some of the decisions
1: I rather got the impression yes Um, it was a
3: good game it was a good solid physical game of football so it didn't need anyone to get involved and be centre of attention
1: I I was actually talking to um, our pitch side Dave and and he was saying that you know that could have been a step-six match quite easily. That that Those two teams going head-to-head like they did on Saturday afternoon, you could have been watching that step-six football. And, and, and I actually agree with him. I think it's beginning now to sort of pan out Newark, Retford, Dinnington, Harworth as the fourth one that may or may not be in there.
3: Yeah, and I think I'll get criticised for saying it, as I did before, but Dinnington, Retford battered them and got beat 1-0... Um, in the 92nd minute, I thought, Arthurs and Retford are both better sides than Dunnington. They're keeping clean sheets and winning games, which <laughs> you can't ask for <laughs> any more than that. <laughs> you but can't knock it. Again, no, and people look at Arthurs, but Arthurs have probably got six games to play.
1: That's what's, um, That's why I'm sort of putting them. They're going to. They're starting to fall behind.
3: Yeah, but only because they've not played. Hmm. Although where uh, Blackie, who's their best player, um, he, he's now out for. At least three months, I would say. Um, you know, and he's really important to him. But, I mean, once they start playing games, they'll
1: soon... They'll soon I'll get, get the into the role, but... Nook Let, let's um, all eyes turn to the cuppers, soon. it's not a swimming pool by Wednesday night. um, And a good match against the Clifton All-White side, who are, if you look at the league form, a mere shadow of what of what they used to be. But that's they're still going to be a very strong test for you.
3: Yeah, obviously they're a league higher, um, and yeah, they've lost one or two. Um, but whenever you play a team below, and you, you know your confidence levels are high, you're expecting to beat us. So even though they're performing the league, i not being the best. They'll be coming expecting to to win and win comfortably. So that will give them, you know, maybe complacency, but also a bit of confidence and probably a breather from not doing overly well. I mean, I saw them last year. Uh, when I was coaching with flow serve um, and they took a point off us um, and they were good for long periods of the game. Um, very physical as I as
4: remember.
3: Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very intelligent. Give <laughs> A lot of uh, free kicks were very physical. So that's another test for our boys. And again, it's it's a benchmark of where we are. So it's great. You want to go and win every cup, but it's, you know, some big, big teams in that competition. Is that the um, County but,
2: Cup? Yes, Yeah, Uh, it is, yeah. And at the Sports Village? Yes, it is, yeah. 7.45? It is indeed, Tony. I think we might be there. He gets there. Ev-
1: he gets there eventually, Damo. It's <laughs> a bit of a. It's a bit. It's a bit of a struggle, but eventually he gets there. <laughs> dear, oh dear. <laughs> he never. He never did get it right when they brought the paper from Friday to Thursday. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> uh, Threw me completely. Like he's, he's still not got to grips with it. It is Wednesday night. It's at the Sports Village, and I think it's. And I think it's going to be an absolutely cracking match. And um, to say the statue of the match that was going off sort of half a mile in a straight line at Lowfields 100 plus again watching you lot I thought I mean Newark public have got to take a bow haven't they
3: yeah I mean I'm I'm amazed to be honest because um, it's a massive game up the road and they had a fantastic Kate um, and I'm sure it was probably Boovie we could hear um, even 15 minutes before <laughs> the start of the game uh, I said I know exactly who that is so all credit to them boys for obviously the The performance, the result, but the noise that people in Newark are making, because people have been moaning about standard of football for years and years um, and Flosa are certainly providing it, and we're trying to provide it. I
5: think Um, you are
3: providing it, mate. Yeah, well, people are coming out and supporting, so that's all we can can ask for, really, because, I mean, would that have been 500 total in Newark watching football on a Saturday? Uh, Exactly. You know, I think it's, it's wonderful. It's unbelievable and, and long overdue, but it's been up to, obviously, the work that Gary, Kirk and Roachy have done up the road, um, you know, getting promoted and all that hard work, and then what we're doing down here, it's been up to us to kind of give them something to come and watch,
2: yeah.
3: uh, and we certainly have done, I think.
2: Has there been any uh, talk at Newark Town about the possibility of, uh, of switching the kick-off times when, when, when the two clash?
3: It's up to the league, mate. We we asked we asked um, to have alternate weekends, but unfortunately, I think down at our level they're not bothered because obviously we want to support them as well. So they yeah, probably I mean, wanted. To
2: it's, it's, it's going to be difficult to ever make it alternate weekends, but I mean, wouldn't it be possible to, to to bring your kickoff forward so that the people of Newark could go support both teams?
3: Yeah, no, it's the league. And they won't have it. I mean, <laughs> it is possible to have alternate weekends. I don't think it's that difficult for the league. It's just I think they're probably stuck in their their ways. Obviously, if we got promoted and then you're in a different system,
1: hmm. um,
3: they, they do it in most other leagues. If we were ground sharing, which a lot of clubs do, it has to be alternate.
1: Tony Smith, so a man that's never worked with the Central Midlands League Committee. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's he's not wrong. He's not wrong. You he's not right, wrong I know he's <laughs> been absolutely logical, and you know. We said at the weekend, yeah, Newark kick-off at one, Flosive kick-off kick, kick off at three. We could even put on a coach for the supporters yeah, to go from well one to the to other. It's not difficult, bullshit. but, you <laughs> yeah. know, they, no, you, 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 it's like talking to a brick wall. Damo, when, when, Wednesday night, quarter to eight yep. kick-off? Yeah, quarter to eight, yeah. Quarter to eight kick-off at the Sports village. Everybody get yourselves down there, because A, you can see how good Newark Town are. B, it's a chance of beating the Nottingham team, and we always like that. And cut football under floodlights—you can't beat it. No, you can't. You just get a strong team out. <laughs> Do what I can. All right, mate. Thank you so much. Thank and uh, you good did good did good did we agree one one gained or two dropped? One gained. One gained. I'll go with that one. one. Gained. All right, mate. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> thank Thanks, Damo. Bye. 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 It's gone with you. One, well, one yeah, gained. Is that is, is right? One game. So, uh, coming up next, um, we'll see if Craig Roach is in a good mood. I think he probably will be. Damo seem to be in a good mood, and I think somebody's going to be in a very good mood after the weekend. New no, flow so serves joint manager Craig Roach joins us. Craig, um, well, what can, can you say? You took on the top of the table in a National Cup competition, and you beat them. I thought, first of all, it was an absolute cracking game of football, and if I was a neutral... If either side had won 2-1, I would have said, well, okay, good enough. It was that close, wasn't it?
4: It was, yeah, it was a fantastic goal. I was really delighted with with the performance of the lads, and uh, obviously we're we're moving to get through
1: to the next round. You know, you've got... The the build-up to it was far from the build-up you wanted, because injuries, suspensions, cup tide was just building up, building up, and, and building up. Um... The tide turned a little bit when you centre-forward passed his fitness test in the week and I think put a smile back on everybody's face. And as it turned out, he did well to pass that fitness test because he had his best-ever game in flow-serve colours.
4: Yeah, delighted to get Ben back. Obviously, he's a, he's a pivotal player for us. And we'll miss his presence when he's not on, on the pitch. And obviously, he's a massive part of the uh, the result on saturday so yeah it's delighted to get ben back and uh, hopefully he can stay injury free now and go
1: on a good run of form how um i didn't speak to i didn't speak to him about after the match but if somebody's played at celtic Park in a park in a champions league match against manchester united and all that what was it like scoring the goal five minutes into injury time at low fields mm-hmm. playing for Newark flow Surf for him because he seemed well excited by it
5: (laughs) yeah
4: yeah I've done these sort of questions before like I say he's played in in front of 60,000 people in the Champions League and uh, you know to compare where he is now uh, you think to yourself it's hard for someone like Ben to motivate himself but it does you know his enthusiasm for the game hasn't changed Um, you know he's probably looked like it meant as much for him to score that goal on Saturday as it would have done to score in his professional career so you know that's fantastic and it's um,
1: I know you're going to tell me that you know the league is more important than the cup and all all that sort of thing. But after a let's face it, a poor result at Starport, yeah, how important was that victory for the football club?
4: Yeah, um, like I say, the bread and butter is the league. Definitely is. Um, It put a bigger spin on this this game for us this week because we had to we had to stand up and answer some questions. Um, and we're very proud of the lads on Saturday, the way they, the way they conducted themselves, and uh, and we got the response that we were. With.
1: It wouldn't be serve, as we know and love them, without some bad news during the day. And the bad news was a fairly horrific injury to um, Lawrence Gorman.
4: Yeah, yeah. It always seems to be a bit of a downer at the minute, whether it's an injury or suspension or, or whatever. But you know, Lawrence has took a nasty uh, knock on Saturday. Um, He's got three fractures to his cheekbone and. One to his eye socket. Um, we're, we're waiting to learn any more from that as regards the recovery process and what he's got to do to to get over that. Um, he's going back to the specialist tomorrow, so we should know some more news tomorrow on that one.
1: We do wish him all the best and pass that on to him. Can you, that everybody in Newark football um, does wish him all the best because it's it's a horrendous in, um, injury. Tony says, "Get him in, the, get him playing, get him back in a mask." Well, if he can play with a ponytail, he can play with a mask, can't he?
4: <laughs> yeah, I like say we'll have to just see whether we uh, need any. Do pass or on or our
1: anything. do pass on our best wishes. One more on the vase, of course. It was a draw today, uh, and, and you're at home again, so the newer public can see another National Cup competition land um, played at, Ro- at Lowfields when you um, welcome r- rugby for the first ever time. Rugby town yes. is it? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah.
4: Another big club rugby. You know th- again. Uh, there was a lot of easy tie, easier ties out there on paper with from um, teams level levels below well, there was another step fire team another big club so it's another one to look forward to um, you don't do easy. on second of november
1: I- i'm looking forward to this one I-, I i was a bit disappointed with the heaver center on draw um because it two teams same league, but i'm looking forward to this one because everybody had got worked out that this was a league that they're in is where flow was going to be until the yeah. fa intervened with their own unique brand of geography <laughs> um but possibly maybe who knows next season you may be in that league um so it's going to be in it it's going to be interesting the standard of the midlands league to the standard of the united counties and i'm really looking forward to that one. before that there's uh, an old rake of league matches to go but you've got a a county cup match tomorrow and i do like the county cup because uh it's about time a newt team did it went a long way in that mm. no pressure yeah,
4: like- yeah, a very busy month. Um, like I say, we're at tomorrow night at Mansfield against Osiris Mills um, in the Central Men's League. They had a good result on Saturday, beat Bledworth, who were unbeaten until the day. Uh, beat them 3 1, so they'll be going into the game um, full of confidence, I'm sure, for them. I would expect it like their cup final for them us coming. It would be us for team two steps higher was coming to. Exactly,
1: they've got nothing play, to lose, yeah. have they? And they're always the difficult games.
4: Yes. Yeah, so you know we've got to build for it. We try and build on on where we left off on Saturday. Um, try and keep this good run form going into a, a busy what what's sort of a busy month for us.
1: And we'll keep with you all the way, Craig. Fantastic forms at the weekend in Newark are so, so so proud of you. And as I said right at the top of the show, the rugby clubs still dreaming of Twickenham. You're still dreaming of Wembley. How good yeah. is that? Fantastic. Thanks, Craig. Thank you. See you soon. Bye bye. All right, Craig Roach there and. Uh, As I said, as I keep saying, we can dream. We can dream for a little bit longer, can't we, Tony?
2: Mm. Yeah, I think um, the supporters deserved a home tie in the second round proper uh, because the supporters were fantastic on Saturday and um, they said they
1: deserved a home tie and... Right, your time's up, Gunnering Rob Wardman.
2: It's, it, uh, I've, 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 I've allowed I've, you 12 I've seconds. I've still got 17 minutes of this. Yes, stuff. I know you have. You're
1: listening to the unique <laughs> radio Newark Sport with our friends at Smith's Timber. And as I've just said, still to come is Rob Wardman. He's talking rugby, he's talking Newark's um, National Cup victory at Melton Mowbray. And then, of course, we'll, um, we'll move on to the World Cup with his one man World Cup roundup. And um, round about quarter to eight, we catch up with Paul Halfpenny with all the hockey news. And uh, we said at the top of the show, a good um, day for the hockey club with both the men and the ladies' first teams recording victory. So, Rob and Paul's come as we uh, move away from football and onto the rest of the sport. Um, it wasn't just football and rugby and hockey, of course. Both the Sugden Brothers won on, on Saturday night at Boxing. We'll talk more about that one tomorrow, but fantastic performance from uh, from Chad and from Regis. But uh, right, n- now's the time to catch up um, with the one and only Mr Rob Wardman. Rob, good evening. Evening, folks. Evening, Meg. Um, let's get straight into it because there's a lot to talk about again. Um, I've put in my notes, big win in the Cup, but does it hide yet another much-changed much side?
5: Yes, um, we played very well. Uh, in contrast to the week at you know, the week ago at Dromfield where we got a good hiding, we came out and made a very good start. Um, again, we, we got a changing team every week. I think we're like any other team in the in in, in the league at this level. So, uh, yes, um, but, but to be fair to the lads, on Saturday we played well and, and won fair and square eight tries to one. Can't say more than that.
1: Yeah, a fantastic, on paper, a fantastic performance by a club which we talked last week are sort of on a level And with, with Newark.
5: Yeah, no, no, surprising. We, normally, it'd be a tighter game down there. Perhaps, you know, they had a weaker side out on a cup afternoon. I don't know. But we you can only, you can only beat what's in front of you. And, and we did it very well We with played, playing good, good rugby by all accounts. Uh, Matt Cox at fly half scored three tries. Got 21 points in all. Good to see Matt uh, Mac back in form. Um, it you know, was a
1: personal triumph in many ways for him, though, wasn't it?
5: Well, he used to play at Melton. Yes. One, and uh, no doubt he, he went out to, to make one or two points. Um, yes, he, he led Melton to um, their Leicestershire Cup victory about oh, probably four or five years ago. And uh, Melton sort of rose up a couple of leagues on, on the back of that team, which did very well at one stage.
1: And the try scorers were.
5: The try scorers, yes. Matt got three. Uh, Toby Taylor out of the wing got one. Robbie Hunter, short fullback, got one. And then the two characters to talk about are uh, one of our Fijian friends, and we were talking the other week about uh, a number of Fijian army lads who are, are playing with us at the moment, awaiting to go to uh, training at, at the Catrick Barracks, and, and they've been they're staying with. The local Fijian community, um, as, as everyone knows, uh, Waka, um, Aloishi Wakaleva, who's been one of our leading players over the last decade, Buddha to all, and uh, obviously he's helped to bring these players in, and, and, and they're going off to the army training um, very soon. So Buddha was partnered at centre by Tux, would be his um, uh, simple name, uh, Ratovina. Casa would be uh, the full name. So welcome to Tux, his debut. He scored two tries um, in the victory. And then a, a, a player very familiar to everybody, Matt Cove. Uh, well into his 40s now. I don't think he'll uh, uh, welcome me saying that, but he is. It's a fact. And uh, he, he was a late substitute of Matt. He filled in when a, a late cry-off on um, Saturday morning, so Matt filled in at, on the bench, and uh, I think the game was well won when he went on, and he got a late try, so well done, Matt, good to see him with his boots back on.
1: Excellent stuff. Uh, what else have we got from Newark, and then we're going to move on to well, uh, seconds, we're going to go abroad. The seconds
5: won again, they beat Pavia's Seconds at Kellam Road in front of a good crowd, 26-13. Um, and another, gain. A, a comrade of Matt's from uh, a good... Oh, probably nearly almost a decade ago Mickey Barker is making a comeback uh, Mickey was part of our cup winning team and promotion winning team uh, played alongside all the uh, great stalwarts of that era people like the late Ben Fiddler in the front row, so Mickey he must be I think he's older than Matt I oh, know he is, I think he's a few years older late 40s, he's now making a comeback is Mickey, <laughs> in the second team so he's propping up the seconds, they won very well 26-13 and this weekend they were going to play at Modern's, but tonight, I know you boys won't always like the uh, latest news, we, our Seconds are off to um, Southwell next weekend to play the Southwell Seconds, 3pm over at Park Lane.
2: Right. Latest news, Mick Bradley still thinks Wembley's the Twin Towers.
1: It is the Twin Towers.
5: <laughs> right. Well, not Park Lane, Southwell.
1: <laughs> no park lane's got no twin towers I, I,
5: i'm lost there boys uh, you know yes uh, i know. Talk again, you know
1: mr smith loses me most no, nights I, I,
5: I think that was a tangent wasn't it that was a tangent
1: yes that's, goes a up rail- on a
5: that's a railway <laughs> siding yeah.
1: um back to league <laughs> action next week in an important home match at
5: home, 3pm kickoff all welcome uh all the world cup games are on the clubhouse big screen before so the clubhouse is open from i think Eight o'clock. England, England are kicking off at quarter past eight. So, uh, a busy day for Saturday.
1: That could be a long day in the club. Could ask. Be a
5: long day, a long emotional day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's. Um, which brings us into Rob Wardman's one-man World Cup roundup. It's
5: fair to say um, uh, every prediction I made is, is uh, not coming through, But there you go. There You're you
1: go. nearly there. Um, this, this I loved um, on the back of yesterday's match. Mm. Wow, what a game! A country and language very few people understand or respect. Versus Japan. They are even <laughs> criticised for what they eat and their strange dress code. A country and population that's been battered by extreme weather. A nation that's not known for its rugby. And now they have lost to Japan. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, boys, yeah, we... Um, uh,
5: I'm going to bat for Scotland tonight (laughs) I I thought yes um, they had it tough in the week Uh, they moaned uh, I don't think their chief executive who started in the newspaper industry God bless him did did him a lot of favours when he was bleating about taking legal action when <laughs> when the typhoon was gathering pace on Friday and uh, he was you know saying if the, if the game didn't go ahead then you know they, they were going to sue the World Cup people. I thought that was a, a bit of a nonsense um, and I, 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 like many many people, so on Sunday morning I was I was flabbergasted to see that. Um, the game could go ahead. Um, we all saw the pictures on on Saturday, very graphic pictures from Japan of this huge, you know, very powerful typhoon sweeping through the country. Uh, you know, looking just looking at the death, t- the the number of de- people have died through it uh, today. Is over forty people. The last time I looked at the reports, over forty people have died uh, throughout Japan from the, this typhoon. And yet they, they were saying in um, Yokohama, where the, the the game was staged, you know, the the authorities had the, at the game. Ready to play, and uh, an amazing uh, just shows how resolute the Japanese people are, and uh, I mean, you know, their, was... their organisation in, in bad weather. And, oh. ama- and obviously, the the Sunday in Yakohama yesterday um, was a beautiful day. <laughs> looking at the TV, and it was one of the great games. I no, the, pit, that, um, the, pit,
1: the pitch was in perfect condition. And you, you, perfect. Just, yeah. you just wouldn't have known that the day before, would you? You just no. So, uh, only uh, there's obviously, I think, a uh, quite a bit of
5: um, surface water outside in the. Surrounding area, but uh, you know the stadium was open. It was a full house. People got there, and, uh, an amazing achievement. But uh, you know sadly, there's also you know I think they had a moment of silence before the game, you know, in memory of the people and out of respect for the sheer trauma of the, of the previous two days. But the game, the game was a credit to both teams. Um, Scotland took on Japan at their game. perhaps They paid the price in the first half. Japan took their chances fantastically well. Uh, and and played a very quick brand of rugby. Scotland liked to play that brand of rugby, but just couldn't play it. Um, They perhaps needed needed to slow the game in the first half. Couldn't. The game got faster and faster. Japan got a lead. They perhaps ran out out of steam after an hour. Scotland came back and played very well, and I I thought Scotland stuck in there, made a game of it, Um, had a chance to, you know, 29-21, had a chance to to, to come back and win the game, and uh, it didn't, and again, took, Japan showed a bit of craftiness. They slowed the game in the last 10 minutes. Um, suddenly we had a few scrums and um, line-outs, and then they defended very well. I thought I thought the game was a, a credit to both teams. Scotland lost. Um, all kinds of recriminations in the Scottish press. Um, people calling for you know, Townsend, the coach, to go. Uh, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But I thought it was a credit to both teams, a great game of rugby, and uh, absolutely... Uh, Spellbound on my settee,
1: my yeah. I'm not, sh- you know. It, it, it's always it's the same in football that it, you get what is perceived as a poor resort and it's the coach or the manager the one that's got to take the brunt of it and got to I go every now I think and again.
5: Playing so poorly against Ireland, they started the tournament poorly. Didn't get anything out of that game except for you know for a good walloping. Didn't get a bonus point. Didn't get on the front foot, Um, and that's where their World Cup stalled. Um, And then Japan's obviously Japan have been rapidly improving, got confident, huge huge crowds, and um, uh, following them now. I, 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 thought Scotland, I, I thought Scotland would beat them Sunday, but they, they didn't. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how Japan go against South Africa in I, the quarterfinal tell of next you weekend. What,
1: they, when you've got the momentum and you've got the whole country behind you, uh, you know, when it... I don't know. We'll, we'll come back to that one in a minute. Ireland's um, centre, Bun, Bundiaka? Yes. Bundy, yeah. OK, World Cup is over after he was handed a free match ban following his red card against Samoa on Sunday. Apparently, it was originally a six-match ban because of his good record. Um, it's down to free, so I can't see he's, he's going to get much on an appeal on that one. But they're talking about appeal. I didn't see it, Rob. Was it a red card?
5: Under the new directive, yes. Uh, and again, the referees and the, the officials did their best to try and give him a yellow, but under the under their strict directives, um, yes, it was a red card. I thought, it, <laughs> uh, no, it was a red card. If, if you are going to have this, if if if, and if the referee with consistency throughout the tournament it it was a red card but unfortunate uh, uh, for for a player expecting to play a big part in in, in further games but obviously Ireland now are are in the appeals process they might I I can't see it happening Uh, they might reduce it by a game perhaps but um no i i think um yeah it, all the players have, have, are serving three match bans for this type of offense in the world cup
1: i, I mean going back to the japan scotland match i think there was one where one of the scottish players <laughs> they fought... ran
5: into it didn't they? they had a clash of heads yes yeah, so but i was, thought the referee looked at that, that then that he turned around and says a rugby collision wasn't yes. it um bundyaki was more of a old-fashioned um much more he could have tackled lower The collision yesterday, but was two players coming colliding. Um, I can see if I can see how Ireland want to compare the two, but obviously they've not got it, they've not been able to um, protest enough today.
1: Okay, then so we've got England, Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, Wales, France, Japan, South Africa. The Rob Wildman last four are Uh,
5: New Zealand, England. Wales-Africa.
1: OK. And if there is going to be a shock, where is it going to be? Um, I can't see France beating Wales. I can't see Ireland beating New Zealand. England-Australia... I think the best game... Yeah. Of the, I think
5: England-Australia is set for a real set two. They don't like each other. There's a lot of uh, words in the press. Uh, Jones and uh, Checker, the coaches... Um, there's a lot of vim and vigour on that one. Um, <laughs> England are going to have to play really well to beat the Aussies. The so uh, <laughs> I could see, I hope, yeah, with my England hat on and my rosette and rattle going round and round, I want England to win. But I could see Australia winning that one. That might be the surprise. Yeah. I think Wales will be too strong for France. Although, again, France have all the ability to beat Wales. Aren't phased by, by playing Wales, so that's... Uh, a key um, the team that
1: normally beats france is france
5: yes 50 50- <laughs> wales have to play wales have to play well at their best to beat france they should beat them if they play the, the game they can play but anything less and it's uh, also in the game this is uh, you know simple talking isn't it um it's going to be four great games yeah absolute great games. Yeah. usually the final weekend of the world cup is, is the um is a great weekend. And By the time they get to the semi-finals, perhaps the, the teams um, play a bit more defensively. They've got a final to play for. The quarter-final is perhaps where they you get the attack in rugby and, and you get the um, the games like we had Sunday with you know, Scotland and Japan going at each other. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I predict the shot will be Ireland to beat the All Blacks.
5: Yeah, well, they have the form to do it, but I just don't think Ireland will be playing well enough in the tournament. They've and been I think, safe, it. I think New Zealand are out to get the Irish. So well, I, I, think,
1: I think they own one don't they yeah I think <clears throat>
5: yeah. I think that will be um, the key there uh, I'd love to see Ireland win but I just don't think they're playing well enough I think, I think Wales are playing well enough to, to beat France um, you'd expect the Springboks to have too much forward might for Japan and, and they'll see how Scotland plays against Japan so they've they'd be very wary of Japan and, and playing Japan at their game so I think South Africa will look to slow the game um I would think South Africa have got an... But again, home advantage, big crowd, who knows? So we, I've sat on the fence
1: there, haven't I? You have, you've done very, you've done very well, Rob. <laughs> the, the best place to watch all this is at the Rugby Club it's from rugby 8 o'clock yet, on Saturday the morning. Things. There's a
5: kitchen open, all kinds of food and uh, um, on on offer, um, Yeah, And, and, the, and the, if you're I've, still I've standing, there's there. a rugby
1: match at Newark at 3 o'clock in the afternoon.
5: Newark at 3
1: o'clock, Elkiston at home, yeah. Lovely. Thanks, Rob. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye the wonderful Mr. Rob was Still to come, of course. Paul Halfpenny. I loved one of them. This Japanese was sort of going through and apparently he was a bulldozer of a man, the commentator said. <laughs> it's okay. It a bulldozer of a man. I, I love some of the terms that come out <laughs> with these that, rugby comments. That's commenters. a bit
2: of a Bill McLaren, isn't it? It is,
1: isn't it? It's just, um, <laughs> it's just absolutely wonderful. Talk, talk, talking of wonderful... I love it when you send me messages while I, I, I'm here waffling away... Um, Glenn, I have calmed down from the weekend. I've not even mentioned that linesman once, so I, I have I have calmed down. But if you do want me to talk about him, I'm more than happy. And um, big thanks to, to Dave. Wembley is still the Twin Towers, and Flow Service still the works in my mind. Good man. It's a bit excited there because I've got hockey to talk about, and uh, that, of course, means that um, we're going to talk to Mr. Paul Halfpenny about. Um, we're going to start off with the ladies first team and the gentlemen's first teams because two cracking victories i saw pretty much the whole of the match at um the magnus for the ladies on saturday morning it was entertaining it was end to end but paul neither of them seemed to have a clue on how to defend
0: um, yeah, I, I thought you might have introduced me tonight as Kevin Keegan, to be honest. with <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it was a bit odd. Um, Northampton Saints have, haven't scored a goal yet this season until they came to the Magnus. <laughs> and they got boring away from home. Um, was I worried? Yes, I was. Um, but we look we look comfortable, though. I mean, you say it's end-to-end, but I thought first half, we, we dominated. Um and we went a goal up fairly early on uh, after we'd threatened quite a few times. Um, but they came straight back. They broke. We didn't deal with it, and they, they put the ball in the back of the net. So 1-1. Um, it was an absolute blow to lose Haley, and, and uh, that is a nasty injury that's going to put her out for quite a number of weeks now. And we, and we missed her. We, we missed the strength of Haley and her experience. But we did go 2-1 up. And lo and behold, right on the stroke of half-time, they scored again. So 2-2, a very undeserved, I thought, 2-2 at the break. But uh, we, we, we did speak about defending at half-time, as you can imagine. <laughs> but we also spoke about penalty corners. And I think this is the the thing that, that was the shining light of the day. I, I, I said to them that it's all right sort of striking the ball from top of the D, but their goalkeeper is really solid and... We've got to do something a little bit special to score. We need that deflection. We need that tapping at the far post. So, because it's a new team, i would only introduced them to three penalty corner routines. They, they, routines, sorry. And they've added their, their own, so they've got four routines. So... The routines that we've had for the last few years, there there, there are five routines. So I added number four of number five, as we'd used before. And lo and behold, two of the penalty corners that we scored second were number four and number five. (laughs) So I I was absolutely delighted at the penalty corners that we scored. Um, But, you know, can't take anything away from the girls. They scored five goals. You know, (laughs) we've got the centre-back who got a brace and a a poultryman. Um, Lady Sinead Bradley got one. Rosie Staniforth got a deserved goal, and of course the centre forward Trish Trafford got one. So you know, goals from midfield, go- goals from um, centre back at penalty corners, um, and the midfield scoring goals. So I, ca- I can't complain at that. Defending is something we can work on. And sadly, Georgia in goal, she wasn't on the ball. She'd had a bit of a bit of misfortune, I'm afraid, the night before, and and it was playing heavy on her mind and I I didn't know anything about it till Sunday, but um, I'm surprised she even turned up. So I I can understand that she wasn't on top form, but um, no, it's three points. It's the end column that matters in the league. It's the points column that matters three points. um, So we're on six points, played three games, six points, nicely placed in the table, mid table, four go down with two places above them. So, you know, Good after, good,
1: good morning for us. Excellent, and, um, and we'll go over that one, and and then we moved on to the men. I was talking to a couple of them before they went off to um um meet their friends over at North Knots, and uh, as I said at the headlines at the um at the top of the show um there'll be lots of smiles in a certain household and in Sutton in Ashfield, which I'm, I'm hoping is where your household is. Um, <laughs> um, I won't say it was a grudge match, although it probably was a grudge match, but it's one that you would quite happy to come away with with the points.
0: I think it's it's just one of those games where, obviously, I'm not coaching the team now, although I was sort of part of the coaching staff on Saturday. Um, it's one of those team uh, teams that you, you sort of highlight at the beginning of the season, well, we should be taking three points there, home and away. And we played them in a friendly a couple of weeks ago, where there was a bit of um, argy-bargy going on, but in no way was this a grudge match. It was a it was a game that was played very, very well and, and the umpire in this time was was much, much better than last time. And uh, the the only criticism I've got of the umpires is they can't count. So it was five 0 at half time, we scored two after half time. What does that make it, Mick, in your books when you were at school? Well
1: I'll answer it because Tony's trying to work it out on his fingers. I got I've I've got to seven.
0: Yeah, so there were goals from Tom Mayhew, who got three, got his hat-trick, Ben Smith got two, Harry Beedon got two, that tally's seven, but the score went down to six, and in the clubhouse afterwards they were adamant it was six. So it's gone down in the league as six, so I don't know if they're denying Tom of his uh, hat-trick and getting a brace each or one of the young lads has got to lose a goal, I'm not really sure. But mm. it was a convincing 6-0. Um, North Knots, I don't think, even had a shot on goal, all half, um, sorry, both halves. And it was very similar to the last match, but that we weren't as clinical in the last match. They, they messed about with it too much in the day. Well, in the last quarter, to be honest with you, a lot of possession turned over, but this time they were clinical. Um, and, and, yeah, there was only one team in it. And um, I'll stick by my word. They should go up.
1: I've got that noted, down. Don't you worry about that. OK, let's go round the other games. I'll leave you to it, Paul, and you go round the other games.
0: Well, the ladies twos didn't have a game this week, but the ladies threes, they went down 11-0. Uh, positives from that match were the tees were lovely. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> OK. Um, yeah, ladies fours, they went... I was watching that game. I was there for that game. I wanted to sort of see who the rising stars were that, that we could possibly push up uh, through the club. And uh, they they went down seven one and in, in all honesty it was poor. I think I think South Knotts, who were their opponents. I think they will walk that league. To be honest, I think they'll be there at the end at top at the top. Um, but seven one they were just never in the game really. I think second half they huffed and puffed. But one of the, the two things that came out of that game a welcome return for Susie Gray who actually scored the goal. Um, it 's nice to see her back because she was quite influential a couple of years ago when uh when she was fit and, and she couldn move the ball very dynamic player and one of the young girls who was one of my under twelves a couple of years ago starting to push now theo oxley he's is um had a, a in my opinion a fantastic game fantastic game on saturday um men 's twos uh, they they went down 4 one um uh, speaking to, to Sally, who's coaching them now, it was the Jeff Longdon show. So Jeff Longdon, prolific um, ex-National League belt, centre forward. I, I used to play alongside him at Mansfield. He came over to Mansfield for a few years, um, and I think he scored all the goals. He, he was just – they couldn't do anything with him. So uh, – but, but positives um, – Jacob Martin was outstanding. He scored the goal and got man of the match, so another one of the youngsters shining through. But what about the men's third 11? The dream team, eh? Played two, one-two, two-three-nil two, two wins against all of the clubs that Mansfield, eh? Mansfield fours. What a win.
1: Brilliant. There'll be, no, me, there'll be no space for you, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get back to full fitness and you're not going to get in the team. I'll go and hide in the ones <laughs> Good lad um I think that's a g- okay there's a couple of relatively poor resorts in there, but I think you're quite happy with the weekend are you not?
0: well y- uh, being very cynical about this, your figurehead teams are your ones aren't they yes they they're your main teams they're the teams that you want to you want people to look at that that is where your status is as a club so if those teams keep winning, we can keep working on the twos, the threes, the fours, we can keep building, and, and we can keep these good players coming through, but while ever the first teams are winning, then it's always good for the club.
1: That, that and, and yeah, You are absolutely spot on. It, it, at the end of the day, that's the two results that everybody is looking for, isn't it?
0: It is. I mean, there might be other clubs out there that, that are going to play our other teams, and obviously they're looking at our results, but it's always, oh, going, how's their first team doing? And they look how the first team is doing. First team's doing really, oh, that's why they've got the abundance of players and players are coming down. So it, the default is always look at what the first team are doing. And then you can find out how the other teams are. So, yeah, it, it, it is about, really, about the first team a lot.
1: You can catch up with the full um, Hockey Club report from the wonderful Emery Chris um, going on our website pages as soon as this show finishes with a couple of um, photos of the ladies first team that uh, the Radio Newark Sport Camera caught on Saturday morning so go on to our website and uh, the full report on every single match from a wonderful weekend from the Hockey Club Paul we'll catch up with you again next week with hopefully another cracking weekend to talk about
0: looking forward to it already thanks Paul okay thank you bye
1: and you know what Mr Smith I, I went down there on Saturday morning and he was more like his old self. He was mm. bouncing about. Mm. He was up and down, and he was—he was the poor Halfpenny that I've known for a long time. So,
2: yeah, I saw him uh, when I was on uh, when I was on the gate on uh, Saturday at Flosav. uh He came through with some of the ladies after they'd uh, had their uh, after-match meal, and uh, it, 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 it looked very uh, much on top form.
1: Yes, he was. Uh, it was great to great to see well you know i mean there we go we've um we haven't even mentioned pretty much the the um, chad and regis who both won on professional mm. boxing on f- friday night stock car dave who finished 11th in the world v8 um final at uh, what looked like a swimming pool at Skegness, it was that it was that what well, it looks a bit like out in that car park <laughs> out there um you don't get many weekends in a season like or many saturdays in the season like we've just had so mm. you know you enjoy you enjoy it damo's quite happy with the point against a very good Redford team flow serve and the rugby club go into the next round of a national yeah, competition yeah. and both the hockey first teams win um the week previous i think everybody basically lost so you enjoy it don't you yeah and um
2: Despite Scotland's demise in the Rugby World Cup. <coughs> Beat San Marino? It was, um, yeah, I mean, that that was, uh, that, that was. Uh, <laughs> it just shows how bad San Marino are. But, um, no, it was it was, it was belting weekend, but uh, the one thing that made me really uh, chuffed was the way that the Japanese people have taken to the World Cup, because uh, I was listening to the wonderful Five Live coverage <laughs> on Sunday morning, or Sunday lunchtime. And apparently, there were some Japanese supporters going round the ground that the reporter bumped into, singing "Flower of Scotland" in perfect, perfect, uh, perfect pitch and, and and
1: lyrics. And on that note, thank you for joining us. <laughs> we'll catch you again <laughs> tomorrow night. With or without Mister Smith, all depending on what the weather's doing, uh, yeah. when we've got a pair of robs to contend with. You've got ady Crampton on FM and Andy Channing on DAB to contend with. Do what I do, just flip between them because they're both absolutely fantastic. We'll see you again tomorrow night from Radio Notes 4. Bye-bye. We're-